Church Level Gamecast is brought to you by TempleGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebel is released Fridays, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templegeek.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can even find us on Facebook and Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Amanda, and this week I'm joined with a special guest co-host, Tom. Hey, Tom, how's it going? Yes, mate. Good, you? Yeah, I'm very well. So we're back... To do the second half of the 30 best arcade Ugh. games of all time, part two. <laughs> Are you Let's just speak about part two. two. Yeah, I haven't got time for part three, mate. I'm busy. I'm just letting you know right now, part three oh, ain't going to happen. Part two only, yeah? All right, fair enough. Well, Especially the way that list was going. From what I remember, that list was horrendous. <laughs> well, hopefully <laughs> some of your favorites are here at the top. Um, cause we're going to be going through number one to number 14, but first we have a tradition here. We talk about what we're playing right now. So what games are you playing at the moment? Oh, apart from the, uh, normal mind games, uh, fucking just, uh, <laughs> uh, Doom Eternal, but uh, no, wait, Doom 64 first. Um, the reason I want to talk about that first is because I've played Doom Eternal and I was doing really well at it and I thought I was, I'm all right. And I, I, I thought. Well, if I'm really good at Doom Eternal, then Doom 64, surely now, should be a walkover. <laughs> and I've been getting my ass handed to me on Doom. I forgot how hard it was. Get the yellow key, get the red key, get the blue key, and then get killed. That's pretty much my that's that's my mantra at the moment. You know what I mean? It's been, like, Doom, it, I don't know how, but it's became easier to play Doom. I remember it being, I don't remember it being that hard to play the game. Like, when Maybe I was just better at it when I was younger. As I've gotten older, I think my reflexes have gone to shit. <laughs> or the developers have realised that the people that are playing it now are still those who were loyal to them when they were uh, young. Yeah. And our reflexes just aren't there anymore. But we do, you know what I mean? So they thought, we'll make a handicap version. Yeah. We'll spoof it up to make it look amazing. Let kids play it as well, and they'll be really good at it. But then the adults that used to play the old games can easily be good at it. So thank you very much, developers. I appreciate you. Do you know what's funny that you say that? Because actually, I distinctly remember having a podcast episode with Stacy about how new games are actually way easier than old games ever would. I mean, namely, just because of save points. Save points alone. <laughs> there was never save points back in Where were save points when I was... Where? <laughs> well, there was, there was no in arcades because they wanted to take all your money. So they wouldn't give you... Do you remember... Um... I can't remember what games it were, but they, they used to do the really long-ass passwords. Like, they were, like, um, 16... Oh, and you had uh, to type the code in to, like, retrieve your Yeah, yeah, files. just to get to back to that level. Not where you die, just that level yeah. with nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like, where? You give... Listen, I, I'll tell you one thing. Now. The, the generation now... Our generation nowadays, like, honestly, <laughs> they don't know how good they've got it. Yeah, I would agree. Quick save. Ooh. Ooh. Where I'm from up north, that was a shop. 
Although to be fair, I'm spoiled now. Whenever I play a game that doesn't automatically save, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> You've gotten used to the custom lifestyle of uh, elite save gaming. Exactly. <laughs> um, Not me. You're spoiled. Well, I've been playing uh, more board game arena myself. Uh, today I played some Stella Dixit Universe, and it is a card game where each of the cards have really beautiful artwork on it. And all the cards are completely different. And the cards are laid out in a grid. There are several players. And you're given a word. And you choose the cards that you think represent that word. So it might be summer, for example. Right. You choose as many cards you think relate to summer. If you picked more cards than anyone else, you're already almost at risk of dying in the game. So you want to choose like as close to other people without going over number of cards. Right. And then if you choose a card that nobody else picked, you die and you don't get points. But for every card that you pick that everyone else also picked, you get points. If only you and one person picked the same card, you get extra points. So it's like you were oh, like wow. lined up with just one person. Um, and it's really fun. There are four rounds. So you get four words. You pick different cards each time, you know, to they, they change the artwork. Um, each row, their one row gets replaced each round. So you get mm. to see some new artwork. And it's really just sort of calming and chill. I, I mean, I'll play it for hours on my yeah. mobile phone, just chilling. Is it like um, when you first started talking about it, I thought it was Gwent from um, Witcher, you know what I mean? But then as you started talking, it was like, well, it's word association, is it? Is sure, it word it's, it's visual and word association. So oh, finding wow. pictures that represent words. So it's for artistic people then? <laughs> well, listen, it's it's a very cerebral game. And in general, I find that a lot of gamers don't like that sort of game because it's not just straightforward. I smash you and I win. Like you're trying yeah. to get into the head of the other people there and think about what they'll pick and how many cards they'll choose. So, um, I've been doing very well at it, but there are a lot of people I know that don't even like to play it because. Tell you what, right now that I've just had a bit of a thought here for another list, not today because I ain't got time, right? And I don't want to do this next list because I want someone else to throw themselves on the call. This you should do a list of um, or a col like a collection of games that were designed for either artistic mm. people. Or colorblind people, yeah. or some sort of like, you know what I mean? Or dyslexic people. Yeah, like, is there any games like that? Any games, yeah. Mm. There is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a Xbox released a whole controller to allow accessibility. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's really nice. There, um, there are some games that pro probably fall into that category. Uh, that would take. Yeah, probably like Super Smash Brothers because that's like that's built for kids, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But um, I do know some people who are sort of in the accessibility space, so I'm sure they would have some opinions on it's not a bad show. But it isn't our main topic for today. Today, we are hitting again 30 Best Classic Arcades of All Time, Part 2. This is number 1 to number 14, starting with 14 first. Just to remind everybody, this is a crowdsource list from Ranker. We did not vote this, but this is one of yeah. the top results. When you Google this search term in Google, this is one of the lists that pops up on page 1. So... We're going to go through it. We're going to see if we agree. And we're going to start with number 14. And number 14 is the 1980 Atari classic Centipede. Did you ever play Centipede? What? The, um... 
if you're thinking, if you're thinking that it's the snake game on Nokia phone, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. that's it's gonna be the snake game, right? From the, the bloody Mm-mm. the Nokia AV50. No, it's a it's a shoot 'em up. This is a shoot 'em up. Oh shit! No, this this must is it American? Um, well, it is Atari. Atari is pretty worldwide, but it it just may not have been popular. It was a very early game. It's 1980s, so perhaps arcades hadn't really become super mainstream in the 80s. You know, this came out even before you were born, so... Oh, wow. Yeah, listen, listen, what's that? There's a movie, like, where there's uh, one of the games that plays Centipede in it, and um, I I know the premise, technically. It's a massive centipede that is eating stuff, right? And it gets bigger and bigger. No, it says uh, the player defends against centipedes, spiders, scorpions, and fleas, oh, completing sorry. round oh, after sorry. eliminating the centipede. Completing a round after eliminating the centipede winds down that winds down the playing field. I don't know. I've not seen it, and the way they've described it doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. This is the ranker description from the list itself. If you right, so ever played it. Smash it in the comments if you actually think it's good enough to be 14. Good enough to be better than number 15, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, li- listen. You've just you've just reminded me how, how, how this list. Because Qbert was on it as 30, I think. Yeah. Um, and Joust. What the hell was that? <laughs> or Gauntlet. What was it called? Not Gauntlet. It was fucking Joust. No, Gauntlet is great. Was- We're getting to Gauntlet. Oh, Gauntlet's on the list. Oh, of course it is. Come on. Gauntlet is one of the oh, best. Oh, yes, mate. Yeah. Get in there. Best game. Oh, I look forward to that one. Then. Well, listen, we'll, we'll yeah. hold our opinions about Centipede for now, and we'll move on to number 13, which I believe I've heard you talk about many times, which is Double Dragon from 1987. Oh, like, this is a classic game. Yes, mate. Oh, listen. Again, like with... um, What was the other one? Golden Axe. It was one where you could play each other, but you could also damage each other, and you, there were certain parts of the game that you had to do cooperatively. Oh, brilliant. Do you remember the ending of that? Mm-mm. Right, so Billy, which is one of the double dragon people, right, his missus gets kidnapped by this gang for some random reason. She comes out of a lockup, right? So the the first intro is this, like, this, this buxom beauty comes out of this lockup, right? She comes out this lockup. She just like waddles out as if she just done her shopping, and then this these uh, this big boss person with all these little minions just runs by, and, like just walks around and then jabs her in the stomach, like punches her in the stomach, like pop up, like you know, duffs her in, throws her over her shoulder like a fucking gorilla, and then just starts walking off like yeah, look what I've got, like a classic night out in Newcastle. Do you know what I mean? So like it resonated like a lot with me, and I was like. There's, there's, that's how you do it, boys. Like, you went for lady, go up the lock up, you give her a jab, throw over your shoulder, off you go, happy days. And then the same lock up, Billy and whatever his name is, I can't remember, one of them's called Billy. They come out of the lock up, start looking around, and then they start walking down the street, beating people up randomly. You know what I mean? And then they get to the end, and this is where, this is where I really like, get to the end, right? You, you fight the big boss. Who doesn't fight you initially? He lets one of his min, uh, one of his really rock hard minions as you fight should. you. Yeah, as you should. Yeah, you know what I mean. Then steps in when he softened you up, and then <laughs> you know what I mean. He steps in, so you, you defeat Mister the big boss, and then the woman, in t- in typical style, he can't decide which one of you she likes the most. You know what I mean? You're joking. Like, yeah. Wait, which yeah, one of the dragons goes, or the guy who kidnapped her? No, she the double dragon. She sits there and she goes like, "Oh my, 
like I love you guys, but my heart only belongs to one of you, but I can't make man which one and then you have to fight each other. <gasps> oh no. And then whoever Jacques, wins gets the girl? Whoever whoever wins gets to jab hair in the stomach and throw this hair in the shoulder and walk properly, you know what I mean? He's just like <laughs> a classic wife it's a wife beating game, man. That's what it is. <laughs> a few t- a few tins of Stella, you had to play that game. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these, the themes don't age well. Let's just say that. Listen, there's a lot of Donkey Kong for, would be a classic example of not aging well. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> a gorilla kidnaps a white woman. Yeah, come on now. I mean, yeah, that is true. It's that is true. <laughs> that is true. And a, a white guy with a hammer goes and beats up the uh, gorilla. But yeah, that's right. Culturally inappropriate. I'm throwing battles. <laughs> well, um, one, the next game on this list, I believe what I actually remember is the perhaps PlayStation adaptation stroke reboot of the 1985 classic Gauntlet. That's what I think I remember. <laughs> um, Wait, was Gauntlet before or after Golden Axe? Um, nineteen. It, this came after Golden Axe. Damn right it did, because it was a fucking Golden Axe knockoff. That's what it was. <laughs> I, I know. I remember. No, listen, it's still a good game, though. It had like going for itself. Mm. It had the same premise, didn't it? It had the geezer, the woman, and someone else. Well, it it's one of the first multiplayer dungeon crawlers ever. Oh wow. Was it? Yeah. Oh, give me a bit more information on that. Cause I don't actually remember um, much so of it. I remember hearing it in the in the corridors. I never actually played it. It's got it's got a really beefy, muscular dude with an axe and a yeah, woman with a shield and a sword and somebody else I can't see. It's a maze stroke hack and slash game. It's fantasy themed, made by Atari in 1985, and. Uh, yeah, it's one of the first dungeon crawlers, so it. I think oh, it wow. deserves to be on the list just for being genre introducing. In terms yeah, of- like listen, from the sounds of it, you know, it's one of those classics, isn't it? Basically, you know what I mean. So it has to be up in there for prestigiousness alone. Now, the next, but would it? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm surprised it's higher than Gold Axel. It must have sold really well. Uh, unsure. Maybe it's because it was hmm. multiplayer. Like and yeah. a dungeon crawler, whereas at least how you've described Golden Axe to me, it wasn't a dungeon crawler. Oh no, it was a side scroller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, cool. But I don't remember seeing this Why one. I do remember up? playing the console version, um, which had four heroes, and you could pick like one of them was a mage, one of them was barbarian. There was like maybe a druid and something else, and like you could eat, have four people playing at the same time, and it would be third person sort of aerial view on all of you at once. Um, Marvel, Marvel Ultimate Heroes or whatever is a later what? game that did the same thing with the same camera angles where you were all in the same environment at once, so it wasn't split screen, which was better if you had a small TV but wanted a lot of friends oh, to wow. play. And the camera would follow you around. How time, listen, how times have changed. Like, look at, like, um, like I think the Turtles game we must, I think we talked about last time, uh, you could play a four-player with that as well, couldn't you? Um, on the advanced con- on the advanced cabinets, yeah. The basic cabinet yeah. is only two. And there was a there was an X-Men game that you could play four characters as well, if I remember correctly. 
Ooh, that's going to bug me that now. No, never mind. What's the next one? Um, well, the next one is number 11, the game 1942. Now, I have never seen nor heard of this game. It's a, it's an airplane game overhead, I think, over landscape. Yeah, um, they say it's a vertically scrolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you know those games where you see those crazy... Um, Oh, well, you see a spaceship, and then all of a sudden the, the whole screen is just full of bullets, and they're dodging it like mil like it's yeah. like one of those. But the very first type of that, before like the Japanese really got good at it, or the Chinese got really good at it, where they, they would do that little or that little stuff on it. Mm. But yeah, I remember, I remember this one. It was like set like a Vietnamese, um, like Congo kind of thing, like overhead aerial view, and then you'd get people or tanks and stuff trying to shoot you down, and you get like um, some power ups and some. Yeah, you get some power-ups that would be like bomb strikes and stuff, I think, if I remember correctly. But the, you, do you know what? I didn't play it all that often, but I do remember sequel, which was 1943. Oh, possibly, you know. So the yeah. 1942 one, at least from this description that I'm reading, is that um, you were shooting down enemy planes, avoiding enemy fire. You could perform a roll or loop-de-loop, and you could collect power-ups. But there doesn't seem to be... It, well, the problem is that I don't know what a Kawasaki K61, Kawasaki KI-46, or Mitsubishi 6M0 is. They might be tanks, but it sounds like they're planes. That That is just a guess. Without That's without actually looking at the screen itself, it's hard to tell. Um, maybe you are describing 1942, but there was a sequel that came out the next year or the year oh. after called 1943, The Battle of Midway. Oh, Oh, I remember that one. That's the one I'm thinking about. Right, so let's just reiterate. Yeah, I then played that one. The other one I played. <laughs> let's just backtrack. It's, listen, it's totally possible. I haven't played either, so I'm just going off of the description provided with this list. But if you're, if anyone knows for sure, pop it in the comments because you know our memories are also 20 to 30 <laughs> years old on on these things. Well, speak for yourself, you know what I mean? Oh, That's all well, I'm all right, sorry. Yeah, I got some good moisturizer on today. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay, so um, number 10. I have definitely played this, but once again, never on an arcade cabinet. I never paid money to play Frogger. Capcom's 1984 game, and I don't know. What number is this? I don't know anyone who paid money to play Frogger. It's not. What number is this on the list? It's number ten. Hmm. It's not a bad game, but it is. I don't think that it is a game that we all flock to the arcades to play. Listen, man. Fucking, let's go to number nine. <laughs> all right. Let's just go to number nine. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not wasting my time talking about Frogger. <laughs> okay. I'm not doing it. So number nine, number nine, once again, I never spent my money in the arcade to play this game. However, I played this game emulated when the first iteration of the internet came out, and that is 1979's Asteroids. Now, Asteroids oh, okay. is an excellent game, and on the PC, even the early mm. PCs, when we first got the internet, like this yeah, game right. was so great to play. It controlled so good with a keyboard and mouse. Yeah, uh, I, I've never played the arcade version. I don't know. Did you spend your money to play Asteroids? Uh, no, like, listen, I didn't. 
I didn't, I didn't waste my precious 10 pence allowance on uh, Asteroid, mate. You know what I mean? But I do remember playing Asteroid on the, on the, was it the Atari or something? Mm. Or the Spectrum or something? I can't remember which one it was. There was one of the console games that took an age, like a nice age. to. Well, Asteroids was published by Atari, so you probably did play it on the Atari. Yeah, so it was probably on the Atari, something like that. I remember playing it around my mate's house. And um, with the single controller with a button on the side. Mm, yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember that. The, the black controller yeah. with the red button on the side. And I remember getting frustrated with it and lobbing the controller at my mate's head. Oh, well, maybe people shouldn't loan you things. <laughs> Listen, he wouldn't stop firing. So oh, is that right? Yeah. Great. So, bad memories. <laughs> this is... So it's classic. Bad memories. <laughs> um, moving on to number eight, then. I think you've mentioned several times that this is one of your all-time favorite classic arcade games. It's Street Fighter II, the 1992 updated classic. I mean... Only character worth playing. I don't give a shit where anyone else says in your comments box, right? M. Bison. Man, man was OP when you played him through the arcade. Yeah, without play, fighting your mates, obviously. All you had to do was that torpedo thing across the screen like that all the time. Easiest move to charge up. Because by the time you've gone to the left to the right, you've already charged up for the right to the left. Just keep spamming that. You beat every single boss. Honestly, God, what a classic game. Oh, brilliant game, that is. Yeah, and I, Spot on but that. I think the reason why you like Street Fighter more than Mortal Kombat is because Bison was so overpowered. Because they like came out... I think exactly the same year, if not very close to each other. And I never really played Street Fighter 2 unless Mortal Kombat wasn't available because why wouldn't you get the gore and the fatalities and all sorts for the same amount well, of money? Yeah, I suppose you're right. You know. No, no, I suppose you're right. You gotta play you gotta play as the bosses this time. You know what I mean? It was a whole different world. Vega, Balrog, M. Bison, Sagat. Oh, listen, Sagat was a man man in <coughs> that that geezer. Smash anyone up. High high fireballs. Tiger uppercuts, fucking the lot. And then uh, the only one that wasn't all that good, uh, well, I couldn't play him very well, was Bulldog. Right. Uh, and Mike, it was a Mike Tyson ripoff, basically, you know what I mean? But now, like, definitely, definitely some really fun memories of playing now. Like, that, that, what number was that again, sorry? That is number eight. Yeah, listen, well placed, well placed, number eight. Yeah, definitely top ten. I would I would say top ten, but once again, I really got to dispute Frogger number ten. We're not even putting <laughs> Mortal Kombat in the top ten. Are you joking me? Like, yeah, there's, there's, I'm still there's, very shocked by that. I'm sure other lists have different things, and this is crowdsourced, so maybe people just voted to be ironic. Maybe, you know what? Do you know what? Let, let, maybe our self opinion on this, like you know, it just isn't. You know, it is, we haven't calculated, like, you know, maybe the people who made this list were like, the finances were looking good. The cabinets sold really well. You know, it, it was bright and colorful. It had nice buttons. We don't know the, the parameters in which they made this list. You know, clearly, Frogger should have been higher on this list. I mean, you know, fair enough. <laughs> um, well, now we're starting to get into the territory of the games I think everybody thinks of when they think of arcade games, especially when you say the word classic arcade games. Yeah, so, number seven, Defender, 1980, WMS Industries published um, shoot-up yeah. game. 
you know, it, you are on a fictional planet, you have to defeat all those waves yep. of aliens while you keep the astronauts uh-huh. safe. Like, this is a pretty classic original yeah, arcade game. Um, mm-hmm. But once again, I think for our age, I don't think we were spending our money to play Defender anymore because but at this point there were already better games out in my opinion with better graphics that were more interesting 100%. 100% this is what's making me think like yes it is a classic classic I get that you know it's definitely got the uh, heritage and prestige that goes with it and it probably sparked like uh, it probably sparked like a, a wave of um, you know popularity yeah. yeah popularity creativity for the next generation of games so that that's what i'm thinking you know that this maybe that's the the crux of this list more than anything else like that we're, we're maybe we're just not civilized enough to understand this list because i'm what thinking I mean? like, like by cool. the time that we were playing games it was like the very late 80s early 90s and at that point like defender came out in 1980 it came out before we were both born by the time we were mm. in arcades playing there were better games already. So I don't think we were the ones spending our money on it, which is maybe like why we don't have fond memories of it. If this was like your first experience with playing Defender, I'm sure it was dope. So I'm not going to drag it because there are other games that I did play. Like, you know, I'm sorry, Frogger is absolute BS when compared to uh, lots of the other games on the list, Gauntlet, Mortal Kombat, you know, (laughs) that's my opinion. (laughs) So I, I won't drag Defender because it is. I'm sure it helped to define a genre because it came right after one of the other ones higher up on the list. So we'll we'll talk about if they should both be on the list. But listen, you know, if Dig Dug is now in this top five bullshit or whatever it is, then I know there's a problem here because you're pulling a face. So I'm gonna. Is it in this list? Uh, Dig Dug I'm not is the list. number six. <laughs> Piss, pissing, pissed. Like there's that. <laughs> Dig dugs on this list. Yeah. Yeah. The geezer with the shovel. Yep. 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 Yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't think, like, I'm sure it helped to define a genre. Blah blah blah. But like this, I don't think it was that good of a game. I know a lot of people might disagree. But once again, it wasn't something I was spending my coin on. Dig dug. Now. Later on, when it was released for consoles and things like that, I did play it a few times, but I don't even remember enjoying it then. And it was free. So <laughs> I definitely wasn't spending coin on it. The next one I did spend some money on, number five, Mrs. Pac-Man. I'm pretty sure you did too. Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah. Listen, Mrs. Pac-Man got a, you know, a serious um, fiddling. Take that as you will. Oh, yeah, my listen. God, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? There was buttons to press. There was maneuvers to make. Okay. We made them. Listen, I feel like Pac-Man, even though it is a very old game, this is a 1982 sequel to the original Pac-Man, but like it had new games, like new maps, new um, moves. It was a pretty fun game. I do remember spending my money on Pac-Man. Yeah, I, I do as well, actually. Yeah, and and I remember music, playing Pac-Man when it came out for various handheld stroke consoles. Like Pac-Man continued to do well for decades after its release on different formats. Because it's well, not it, challenging it, and easy, like on the eyes. 
Well, it, it was such a classic. I think it's still being used to this day, isn't it? I'm sure that there's like you know there's reiterations of it, surely. And obviously, it's translated to mobile and still on the retro consoles and yeah, still on the I'm actual. Yeah, I'm sure uh, people are still playing Pac-Man to this day. Like, it, I don't know if they're necessarily paying top dollar for it though, but I think you know there's, there's definitely still people who are like interested in it. Yeah, I don't think anybody's paying big bucks to mm. play Pac-Man, but yeah, it, it's still popular. And number four, I think, is where I was getting to with number seven defenders. So number four is the original Space Invaders. Once again, I didn't spend money on this, but this was one of the first mm. games along with Asteroids that I played on computers when the internet and emulators became available. And this game is great. Every iteration yeah. is great. I do feel like Defender is a pretty obvious ripoff of Space Invaders. And in my opinion, Space Invaders has the nostalgia going for it. I mean, 1978 neither of us were alive by quite a bit in 1978 yeah but still though what a classic you know what, what i mean and when they're getting lower and lower mm. as well and you know and the music you know like yeah yeah the stress that would it would ensue yeah and the sweat just to try and get the last fucking thing and if you got this uh if you if you were skilled enough to get the flying saucer that zips around at the top and just wipes them all out yeah i was never that skilled that. Yeah, I was never that skilled either, so that's why I, I think I think I well, I usually died when they got about three fourths of the way down the screen. That was pretty much me done at that point. Every time. Yeah, yeah. I I remember my tactic, if I remember correctly, I would sit in the middle, the middle one, and make a channel and then just try and time it as much as I could, just trying like to to try and like sort of wipe as many of them out as I could. And, and then, then move to the, the left and make a channel. Yeah, and then this like so then I'm shielded. Oh wow. Oh look, listen, I died. It was, it was a shit <laughs> tactic. It never actually it never actually worked. You gotta but, make a channel. That's what I've learned. You gotta make a channel, man. That's what it, that's what I'm saying. You gotta build those defenses up. <gasps> See, I was trying to like systematically clear row after row. At no point did it occur to me to make a channel. <laughs> well, that's that's where you went wrong. Well, you know what I mean? You could have combined the two, and then the, you would you would have just been fucking obviously. Maybe we should get guy, you know, get an emulator. <laughs> was it was it Space Invaders or one of the games where there was a, a rumour that if you got the top score, you could work for NASA or something like that? Was that ever in America? Um, well, there was a movie called The Last Starfighter based on that premise. Did you ever see that was movie? <laughs> I thought that was like some sort of unwritten law in America. Like, you know, if you got the top score in this game, you you now work for the military. No, so here you go. Listen, I'm getting drafted, mom. Like, I'm off. <laughs> the Last Starfighter is one of the best gems from the late '80s, stroke early '90s. Oh, that's not that odd. I just, I, I didn't even know it was um, a thing. I thought it was just a rumor that, like, I don't think it's a real thing, but the movie, the guy got the top score and an alien comes down in a flying car and says, we're recruiting you to fight against the Kodan Armada. And he's like, what? And he's like, get in the car. This is a great movie. Like low key. We will watch it. This movie's great. <laughs> That's insane. It still holds up. The special effects were so good at the time. It still holds up. It's crazy. Oh, Okay. Okay, so the Space Invaders, we both love it. It definitely deserves to be on the list, but I don't know if Defender and Space Invaders, because Space Invaders is the definitive for that sort of genre. Yeah, Maybe I, I'm not remembering so. Defender where they're describing it differently, but if it's the same mm -hmm. sort of thing. Um, they're I, quite similar. Yeah. Mm. My memory isn't so good, but Space Invaders, 100% I remember. 
I also remember number three, Donkey Kong, 1981 classic. I had it on a little handhold, handheld standalone game when I was a kid. I was so rubbish at this game. Same. Mm. My brother was amazing at it. I hated him. Oh, <laughs> hated him. But yeah, I, I was absolutely trash at this game. Absolutely trash. It, it, it parted onto like, um, well, actually, it parted everywhere. Game Boy had it, like the Game Boy Color had it, consoles had it. It was it was in the arcade as well, so it, it went through them all. And I remember uh, there was actually, I think there was a watch that had it as well. Like it was just it was just absolutely everywhere at one point. Yeah. Donkey Kong was really easy to get a hold of, and it still is to this day. You can play it on pretty much every. Well deserved on the list, to be honest. Like, it's actually top five. Yeah, I I think it's fair. Donkey Kong's pretty iconic. I'm not mad that it's on the list. I think Dig Dug and Defender and Frogger and 1942 and Centipede, whatever that is, should probably butter off. But that yeah, was- I, I, they, they could have made way for better games than that. I'm still, I will never stop saying it. Why isn't Mortal Kombat up here? This is a joke. <laughs> well, I don't know. Man. But I am biased. So make your own, listen, never mind this ranked people. Just make your own list, do what you want. Well, that's sort of what we're doing, I suppose. Uh, okay, so mm-hmm. number two, uh, Galaga, published in 1981, Namco Bandai, classic. Did you play Galaga? Wait, number two is Galaga. Number two is Galaga. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking. What's number one? Number two is Galaga. So it's a fixed shooter arcade game. And it's the sequel to Galaxian, released in 1979. Oh, wow. And at the beginning of each stage, this is reading directly from Ranker. The area is empty, but over time, enemy aliens arrive in formation. And once all the enemies arrive on screen, they will come down at the player's ship in formations of one or more and may either shoot at it or collide with it. I don't think I've ever played this. Yeah, um, it looks cool. Very colorful. I, I'm a bit of a Marvel geek. There is in one of the in one of the Avenger movies, Tony Stark does turn around while he's on the ship and goes like, "That guy's playing Gallagher." So clearly, it was a cult classic for the fact that they referenced it in a movie. Yeah. And I am out, clearly out of touch and not played it. Same, same as well. I, I think yeah. release date of 1981 does make it tough for us. I think maybe the gamer generation right before us, like the Gen mm-hmm. X, the the people who pretty much pioneered arcades, they probably because we're we're both sort of elder millennials. The Gen X, they would have been teenagers when this game came out. Like this would have been the game. Well, you know, them. you know, they say standing on the shoulders of giants. You know what I mean? <laughs> so number one. I'm sure is no surprise. It's Pac-Man, the 1980 original classic. Listen, Pac-Man is still a good game today. Like I swear by it. It's still a good game. Like it is challenging without being snarky. It doesn't have any problematic themes and it's easy on the eyes. There aren't like flashing lights and blood and gore and all this sort of stuff. Not Tetris. No. Mm -mm. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Come on now, you can't have Miss Pac-Man in top ten, and then number one is Pac-Man. Where's Tetris? Um, don't know. <laughs> that's that's hogwash. I'm calling. I'm. I want. Who do I need to complain to? Well, Pac-Man. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through the list now just to see if I can even see. 
Tetris on here because that's like a pretty good point. But that is like Tetris. I don't know about you, but it was it was it was everywhere at one point. They even made a song about it. <laughs> I don't remember the Pac-Man song. I do remember the Tetris song. I feel like if I there is an X-Men arcade game. It's 39, by the way, the one that you mentioned. Oh shit. 39. That was a fucking good game. That should have been near Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> uh, I'm just scrolling through here just to see if I can find it at all. I was Tetris on this game. No idea. Did Are you sure it came out for actual cabinets? I remember playing it in uh, Redka Beach. Oh, okay. In a cabinet. Fair enough. Oh man, Time Crisis is at 67. Time Crisis is one of my favorite games of all time. What, the cup, the, um, the light the gun game. One. Reload, reload. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still that love that game. I still reload, enjoy reload. that game. It's so good. Tekken is number 70. <laughs> Holy shit. Still no Tetris? Nope, still no Tetris. I'm trying to find where it is on this list. I mean, Doom number 77, how dare you? <laughs> well, listen, something's not right here. This list was probably, actually, with the recent troubles that are going on between Ukraine and Russia, right? They didn't want Tetris at number one. <laughs> That's what actually, it is. They didn't want that, that Cossack possible, dance at the end. That is possible that people have just downvoted Russian titles for no reason. Yeah, I'm feeling a boycott. Yeah, totally possible. It is very weird. I'm I'm over a hundred now and I haven't found it. So yeah, someone's boycotted that, mate. Yeah, you little fuckers. I'm telling you, <laughs> Tetris should have been number one. Pac-Man. It's bad enough his misses in the in the fold. Yeah, I'm not gonna go past 116. It ain't there. So <laughs> you got past 116. It still yeah, wasn't there. Yeah, that, listen, that's all right. Yeah. Put your comments in the box. Let <laughs> no, let these people know. That you're upset that it's not number one, yeah? Don't tell me. Tell them. It's fine. <laughs> well, Spam the inbox. So just looking at this 14, for for me, what's missing is Mortal Kombat. Like, I know that it sounds like I'm just obsessed with this game. It does sound a bit, I'm not going to lie, you just sound you you got a bit of a hard on for Mortal Kombat. I'm obsessed with Mortal Kombat. No, but... but Considering that these other titles are groundbreaking and genre-defining games, like Mortal Kombat was more important than Street Fighter in terms of defining the fighting genre. Because Mortal Kombat mm. had blood and gore and everybody got mad and everyone was like, oh, they're destroying their kids. Like that is, if you're looking at importance and genre-defining, I just think it's more important. And so I think it should be closer to where Street Fighter is. That's my personal opinion. There are some games that I just don't think should be on here at all, like Frogger. <laughs> but yeah, Dig Dug, Frogger, yeah. what the fuck are you doing there? I mean. There's nothing wrong with them being in a top 50 list, but in the top 14, that seems a bit mm. crazy for me. What's missing from this list for you? Well, Tetris, obviously, I've got, you know what I mean? It just make sense. Yeah, it's iconic. When they did the song in the nineties or the early two thousands, it was you know, that was around. Like I said, I didn't hear no songs about Pac Man. I heard a song about Bart Simpson. You know what I mean? I didn't hear a, I didn't hear one about Pac Man. Or his missus, or his cousin, or whatever, like whatever else came after him. I do think but, the Pac-Man sound, the waka 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 waka, is pretty. Waka 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 waka. waka. Yeah. Listen, that sounds like every customer I've got to serve every morning, so don't worry, <laughs> no man. I, I constantly hear Pac-Man every day. I, that's all my customers. Waka 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 waka. All right, see you later. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I think... My whole life's talking about I think the hard part about judging the games that I've not played before is I don't want to be like cruel to them. I'm sure 1942 is a great game, but I've never played it. I'm sure Galaga is a great game, but I've never played it. And some of these games I didn't play on arcade. I played them on other formats. So maybe Space Invaders plays way better on arcade than Mortal Kombat plays on arcade. Do you know, like, I, I think that is sort of the limit of where my knowledge is because some of these games I played on emulators later on. Um, yeah, but I can't, I can't see that because when it first came out, it didn't come out for an emulator first, did it? It came out for the arcade. So it was designed for the arcade. That's true. But maybe some of these arcade games I don't like as much because I didn't play them on arcade oh, where they were yeah, designed yeah, yeah. for. I, I played them somewhere else, you know, and mm-hmm. I wasn't as impressed maybe because of a product of the time or how I played them. Because Frogger, I remember playing on the computer first. So that would have been 90s, early 2000s, perhaps. You know, and I wouldn't have been very impressed then because there were way better games at that time. Like, (laughs) we were about to get our first Halo at that time. You know, like, who's playing Frogger? (laughs) I wonder if Halo beat Doom on this list. Um, well, I think we've got you queued to have a look at uh, shooters later on with us. Yeah, sure oh. do. So we'll have a look at the shooters list in a couple weeks and, and see how you feel about the rankings there. I, I know that I've seen both Halo and Doom on there, and I know where they are, but I won't spoil it for you. <laughs> I'm going to lose my shit, Anna. Probably, yeah. <laughs> any yeah, any the, final uh, thoughts about classic arcade games, top 30 of all time? Um, I'm going to do one of those, um, those school, after-school specials in a minute, you know what I mean? But it's like, listen, we all come from different backgrounds and things like this. Like, you know, so like everyone has fond memories of these games. I think what the takeaway is from this, it, it doesn't matter where it actually is on the list, in all honesty. The list is incidental to me and you and to anyone else. It's what it connected with you as an interpersonal level. So some of those games resonated with me personally because, you know, that was my childhood growing up. And it would be the same for the people that, you know, put it number one at Pac-Man. You know, obviously, they haven't got any taste. That's why we don't, <laughs> don't do that stuff. But I'm just saying, like, you know... The, the, it's it's the feelings it generates, it's the memories it creates, it's it's the feeling of community, like you know, coming together in community with it as well. And you know, what you take away take away from it, and that is all that matters when it comes to games and development, really. You know, what it generates for you on a on a you know soul touching level. Because some of the, in all honesty, right, if it wasn't for arcades, games, and comic books and things like this, my childhood growing up would have been. The garbage fire, like, it would have just been horrendous. Like, there wouldn't have been any colour in it at all. And it was these kind of games that brought me together with friends and brought me together, you know, as a human being and and made me realise that, like, yeah, you know, things may not be going well and good, but there's, you know, there's always something in in a game that will make you feel like, oh, like, I'm feeling king of the world if I'm not king of the world in my own life. Mm. But I can still do shit, smash this up, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, you know, like, I can't do nothing about the bullies at school, but when I get on Street Fighter, <laughs> like, blah, 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 I'm going to do it, you know? <laughs> I think, I, I think I, that's my takeaway from it. Listen, I, I think that's great. And, you know, people will have different opinions. Like, please do 
pop in the comments, tell us like where you think we went wrong. It's possible that some of these games we've completely misremembered entirely because we played a sequel or whatever and not the original game entirely possible. So do let us know if that's happened. But I do think mm. that um, classic arcade games definitely have a place in the history of gaming. It isn't my preferred genre. It's not what I turn to, but I do have fond memories associated with them. And, and some sometimes that uh, I really cherish. And even if most of those are playing them as emulators later on still counts, I think so. Um, I agree. That's great stuff. Well, that is it. For, Are we done? Yeah, that's it for this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. And I want to thank Tom for this week's discussion following on from last week's first part. So thank you for that. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion, reach out with questions, sound off in the comments, or email us via retrorebel at templeofgeek.com. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you like what you two hear. Forty five, two 45 minutes life. Of my, like, you know what I mean? To of my own life, I've sacrificed for this list. They are <laughs> those comments better be worth it. Listen, like you better be getting some likes for this, or, or like some shares, or whatever it is that you have to do, right? Because you you've wasted forty five minutes two times now. Enrich this. Enrich your life. Oh, sorry. In yes, I was reading the script wrong. Yeah, enrich. It's enrich. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you, Retro Rebel. <laughs> everyone involved with it thank you and whoever has to edit this all out i apologize profusely <laughs> for not being a season classic uh, podcast it's person. fine i think keep it in um if you do like what you hear is this 45 minutes of tom's thankful time and, and mine as well please head over to wherever you download your podcast and subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released and rate us because that really helps our show until the next time we will see you later Alright, catch you later.